Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. Former 24-7 champion, Peter when the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Bear, I'm doing a show. Turkey, ducky, turkey, ducky. That's great. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to ENN. Ray Row. It's brought to you tonight by Slowman's. I'd like to start off this evening by saying good evening to Michael K. But I don't think Brooks Capper cares. So apropos. I'd also like the, to say. He's in the news today. That's right. Yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll be in e I'd also like to say good evening to Donald Marco LaGreca. Nancy made ravioli last night. <laughs> I'd like to say good evening to Michael. The big fella here. And good evening to Don. We should be angered by the dumb. <laughs> Good evening to Don again. Edgardo Escobar is at third base batting seventh. That's unbelievable. Edgardo? Edgardo Escobar is at third base batting seventh. Okay. Uh, also, good evening to myself. Right now, about to take it to the face. All right, to myself again. It stands uh <laughs> And lastly, to Chris Carlin. Big fella drops the mic. Great appearance earlier by... Uh, it was. It was Carlin. Kurt, but it was good. Guys, we haven't spent much time on it, but it certainly is worth a mention here on ENN. If you were busy all day, you may not know that the great Rob Gronkowski has decided to call it a career. Here's our friend Bart Scott on Barton Hahn reflecting on Gronk's career. First ballot Hall of Famer, man. One, oh, yeah. One, he, of, the, one did, of the best to ever do it. When you say he changed the tight end position, would you say he had an impact on kind of changed the way we look well, at it? He was probably, in history, probably the best dual threat tight end we, we've had, this game has seen. Because Explain. You, you think dual about Tony, Tony Gonzalez was pretty much a wide receiver. Antonio Gates wouldn't really block. He wasn't a great blocker. Right. He was uh, instrumental in also the passing game. His passing game numbers are ridiculous. And what he's able to do, like maybe um, Kittle's maybe the closest thing to him, but Kittle's hasn't put up the numbers as far as a receiving standpoint of Gronkowski. Travis Kelsey is just a receiver. He doesn't really block anybody. Tony Gonzalez was a bit of the same. So, like, you talk about the best, a guy that impacted the run game, just the equal level as he did in the passing game, it it would be Rob Gronkowski. Tough to argue, guys. Great player. Yeah, he's a great player. He's all a fan. Change the game. Well, I would argue really that. Good, you know, he's a really good tight end. But I think that you've seen a lot of the tight ends change. But you go back to like guys like Mark Bavaro, um, Ozzie Newsome, maybe one of the best that I ever saw, Shannon Sharp. Like, yeah, he's in that class. Of, did a, but did you're, a change. I would say, Don, even in the Bavaro era, 
of the 80s, it would be – tight ends didn't become the feature receiver. No, there was Gronk, a year where Bavaro had 1,000 yards, which was Gronk, incredible. Gronk literally was very often Brady's number one threat. Oh, number yeah. one, you know? And that is a thing that exists with now with other tight ends. I think it's fair to say that he could have had an influence on that. True, but also the Patriots, what helped is the Patriots were a team that, outside of having Randy Moss, they just had a revolving door of wide receivers. But we've seen the tight end uh, over the last 15 years really become a premier position where they're, they are legitimate threats. Now, to break down you know, all the aspects of the game, you know, Bart certainly has a point as far as like going over how well did those guys block as opposed to Gronk. But, you know, Gonzalez, um, Gates, there were some guys that were major parts of offenses, and you've seen that transition for a while. But he's among the best I've ever seen, for sure. I'm not sure he changed the tight end position. Well, I think the the Patriots did. I mean, the Patriots, with he and and Aaron Hernandez, they changed the way tight ends were used. So, I mean, he has a skill set that was amazing. But I think you have to give credit more to the Patriots, the way they used tight ends, and a lot of people copied them. True. So, yeah, there have been tight ends that might be of, of somewhat equal physical talent, yeah. but this guy had a lot more chances because of the way they used them. What the Patriots did to the tight end position and the slot position were unlike anything I've ever seen. But all that impact came from having maybe the greatest quarterback of all time throwing on the ball. Now tell me this. For Rob Gronkowski's future, what would you put your money on? Um, reality show? Um, a, a host of sorts, a a football guy, analyst. Where do you think we see Rob Gronkowski again? Because it's, it's kind of hard to imagine he just kind of says goodbye and fades into the night. I think he ends up on Fox. You know, he's done work with them before, so I could see that happening again. I don't know. Like, listen, do I think he'll get a shot? Sure, because it seems like. They hire these people just based on their popularity, and he certainly has a lot of popularity. I don't know how good he would be at being an analyst, but he certainly he's 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 got such a big person. I could just totally see him. Could he could he be a Michael Strahan in the sense of not like Good Morning America, but just be like hosting, like I don't, I, I've goofy seen offbeat when, stuff. I, like yes, goofy offbeat stuff. Yeah, that's what I do. mean. Like having that kind of popularity, but not anything on a serious note. But like I could see him host a game show. Yes, I could see him. You know, be if there was some sort of a um, you know a, a prank show or something on MTV, like that kind of level stuff. I could totally see him doing that because he's he's goofy, right? And that's kind of like his charm. He's just like a a frat boy kind of just fun-loving guy. There's a place for people like that. Yeah, it's interesting to it'll be interesting to see. Also, Andrew points it out and it's a good call. Gronk could be a good candidate for a reality show with his siblings. Yeah, Living Gronkowski. The Gronk way. Go Gronk yourself. <laughs> Doesn't do anything for me, but I can the see The Gronk it. tank. The Gronk tank. Yeah. Let's move on, shall we? Do you guys hear the, the news earlier in the day? Uh, Tony Busby 
revealed that his client, Deshaun Watson, has settled. No, 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 no. Tony Busby's clients are the women. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Attorney Tony Busby, who represents the women, apologies. Um, What's the name of Watson's again? Rusty Harden. Rusty Harden. How can I confuse Busby and Harden? Um, I think you owe Busby an apology. Yeah, I do. Uh, Busby, who represents all the women who have accused Watson of sexual assault, um, said that 20 um, – sorry, that four of the women have now settled, have not settled their case against Watson. So 20 of 24 are settled, four still unsettled. Quote, we're working through the paperwork related to those settlements, he said. Once we have done so, those particular cases will be dismissed. But the woman who started this, the first woman, was one of the four that did not settle. So you wonder why why would Watson even settle with the 20? Unless you can make it all go away, what's the value? Ashley Solis, yes, did yeah. not settle. Now, let's hear from Jeremy Fowler on SportsCenter on what the settlements mean. Well, this is an important step for Watson in the NFL where it could make things a little easier that the league doesn't have to worry about or account for new findings in the case coming up or to have to sort of recalibrate whatever discipline they want to hand down. But I'm told as far as the timeline, the NFL is sticking to their same process. They were hoping to wrap this up sometime between now and training camp in late July. That is still in play here. They were willing to come to that conclusion regardless of the civil cases dragging on because they've been doing this for about 18 months. They feel pretty good about their findings. Now, from Watson's side, this is a bit of a change of tone where even as late as last week he was saying he was going to clear his name attorney rusty harden had told me in the past that any settlements that watson would want those to be public in the amounts of money and it seems like now it's going to be confidential according to attorney tony busby who's representing the plaintiff so that is a bit of a change maybe the league will factor into that and that could help watson in the court of public opinion as well so how much do you think these women got let's say if he gave them a hundred grand a piece so he parted with $2 million, which is probably $2 million that he doesn't even care about. Right. But would they settle for just a hundred grand? No, I wouldn't think so. That feels but, low. That feels very low. All right, so if you're talking about five hundred grand, I mean, that, that's a lot of money that he just spent. And, and if I'm the women and you want, you want to make sure that this doesn't happen again, I think this stuff should be public. And one of the things about, like, settling and, and, and signing confidentiality agreements, we'll never know. So it's like it just goes away, and that's not right. Did you do it? What what reason did you do it for? And did the, the financial remuneration make you feel better about this well, awful thing that happened in your yeah. life? Don't well, you want to bring the you, guy down? If you, didn't, if you didn't do anything, why would you be giving up $10 million? Right. Wouldn't you want to fight that? It's but, not even criminal. But, however, um, you know, when you go through a long trial, it's probably a lot for these women to have to go through. That's why a lot of women don't want to come forward because they're having to go through that process. You look at the amount of money that he can spend in a trial, and then you end up losing, and maybe you get nothing. So maybe it's just, hey, let's hopefully make this public, but it didn't work out that way, but it's better than nothing. Oh, no, no. I know why they would settle. Right. I don't know why he would settle. Well, if, and, and if, if you're he innocent. Would because he did stuff. Correct. Right. And and that's why, you know, this this idea that he's going to settle and that's going to help him, 
uh, in the court of public opinion, maybe. But as far as the NFL is concerned, they're conducting their own investigation. Now we know something happened. I, I still I don't think he's playing this year. I really don't. I mean, this investigation has gone on so long where I don't think the NFL really cares if you get settlements or not. I think there's enough there. And as long as they're taking, I, I really believe the suspension is going to be a year. You saw what happened with Bauer. They, they took how long, Michael? And then, then they came to the conclusion of two years, which might get shaved down because how good the Players Association is in Major League Baseball. But in the NFL, I bet you he gets a year and it stands. And he still has to deal with the four that want to go to court. And I know that sounds like a small amount, guys, compared to 24, but it's still four women that are alleging something happened. That's four too many in the world, right? I, well, I, I remember wonder the- how much those four women want. Or maybe they're in it for all the right reasons, and they just want to expose him and what a guy, what type of terrible person he is, they think. So I give them credit that there's no amount of money that will get them to recant their story, and they want it to be public. What happens if the 20 agree to one number I, and then the other four agree to a different number? That's possible, I guess, because the first 20 would have already signed. It doesn't matter. Right. So then he has to play, if he has to play hardball with the other four. Right. Some names coming in for possible Gronk vehicles. Um, the Gronk Houseki, which is actually mm. pretty good. It's not bad. Uh, for a reality show, the Gronk Houseski, I kind of like it. Honk for Gronk could be an interesting game show. <laughs> what are you honking? <laughs> I wouldn't. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, let's hear Garrett Wilson. Young Garrett Wilson um, was on the Pivot podcast, and he has no idea apparently what a rookie dinner is. Uh, they did tell me about the dinner. I got to take all the receivers to a dinner. That's gonna be cool. I'm excited for that. It's not going to be cool. You know they're going to run that bill up? Like 75000 Oh, yeah. You, you mean like the, the, the Louis the 13th you're going to have to buy at the restaurant? I'm, nah, we ain't, they ain't doing it for 75 k. I ain't going to fake it. Nah, That's, nah, nah. It's the it rookie dinner. It's all of y'all. You the 10th pick of the draft, too. They know you got 20 guaranteed. Wait, what you say rookie dinner is? He thinks it. He thinks it's his decision. <laughs> it was so cute. It was so cute. Hey, hey listen. That is pretty good. Oh, no. New wide receiver for the New York Jets. Very promising future. He is going to be light in the pocket after that. Oh, yeah. And And now that they, when they hear that. Oh, my. It's going to be worse. It's going to be way worse. By the way, he's never watched Hard Knocks? Like, I know about it. I've never been in a locker room. A lot of people don't watch Hard Knocks. It's true. Yeah, but he wants to be a football player. I would just think that if you go that far, you pay a lot of attention. Jay Will was on his own program, Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, and he believes Kyrie Irving will ultimately end up a net. There is zero chance that Kyrie Irving plays for another team next year other than the Brooklyn Nets. Like, all this is fabricated. All this is, to me, this is negotiation tactics. This is, hey, trying to squeeze and get a little bit more money. If that's the Nets being a little bit unsure, what are amendments in your contract that we can make sure that you play a certain amount of games? To me, this whole thing is, first off, Kyrie would not play for the New York Knicks. Kyrie had a chance to play for the New York Knicks earlier. Kyrie didn't want to play for the New York Knicks. All of a sudden, Kyrie wants to play for the New York Knicks. That's not going to happen. Sorry, New York. Not going to happen for the Knicks organization but that was Kyrie who leaked that Kyrie's camp so he's putting it out there 
He's he's speaking it to possible existence. He's using the Knicks, and I mean, Jay shouldn't say sorry, New York. New York should say sorry, Kyrie. We don't want you. They didn't want you before. Why would they want you now? Jay will also said Kyrie won't leave Kevin Durant. The amount of disservice it would do to Kevin Durant, Kyrie's brother, who they came over together as a package deal, what it would do to that relationship more so than anything would be out of this world. There is no way in hell Kyrie Irving plays for another team other than the Nets next year. So if the Nets say we're not giving you guaranteed money, Kyrie's not going to go somewhere else that might give him guaranteed money. I mean, I think he's going to end up with the Nets because I think they both need each other. Yeah. But... I don't think the Nets are going to capitulate and guarantee a, a max deal. It, it wouldn't make sense to do no, that. Why would you so, do it? So he'll just play out the year. If they don't trade him. But you heard what Allen said yesterday. Does he want to play out the year? What if he gets hurt again? Then all of a sudden he's a year older. He's not going to get that money. Allen doesn't think he could play 70 games a year. Greg Scandinario said Gronky business. Gronky business. Eh. Okay. Yeah, maybe go back to the drawing board on that. Tim Lig- Tim Legler. Who is this was- again? Tim Legler. <laughs> he was on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max, and he said he wouldn't give Kyrie the max money. It's more than just paying guys max money based on their talent. It's got to be more than that when a guy's been around for quite a while, as Kyrie has. He's not, you know, a puppy anymore. He's been in the league a long time. He's made his imprint. You know what he is as a talent. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be about dependability, reliability, leadership, the ability to make sure you're at your best when we need you to be at your best. Like all of those things should matter also when you're talking about these max deals. I understand it's not my money to pay, and it's... Most of these teams cut those checks because it's very difficult to acquire the talent in the first place. And the last thing you want to do is see that guy end up thriving somewhere else potentially once you have him in-house. But if it were me, I'd have a very difficult time giving that money. I'd have a hard time sleeping at night if I'm Sean Marks because I don't think that's going to go very well. Makes sense. Yeah, it's tough to argue with. Very tough to argue with. I don't know where where Jay Will was coming with. I mean, maybe Jay Will spoke to Kyrie, but the idea that like Kyrie would never do anything to damage his relationship with KD, it it it's sort of not playing last year. Could couldn't that have possibly damaged his relationship? Right, and like he's so committed to him, he could never do that. But but what about last year? Right, and the year before. I mean, Kyrie has walked away from other relationships before. Very comfortable doing so. Um, Steve Kerr was on the Low Post podcast, and he told the story of what he told Steph Curry after the finals this year. You know, what I told him was that as great as everybody has been, you know, with the Warriors from ownership to front office to, you know, coaching staff to uh, great players coming through here, all-stars, you know, this has all been built on him, you know, like most dynasties. I mean, the Spurs were basically built, you know, on Tim Duncan and, you know, the Lakers were built on Magic Johnson. The Celtics were built on Larry Bird, Bulls on Michael Jordan, taking nothing away from all the great players and coaches and GMs and ownership people that contribute to all this. There's usually one transcendent star that is the reason for these whatever you want to call them dynasties or runs or or whatever and and that's what i shared with him that he's basically the reason that this has all happened now the one it's a very fair and interesting point the one difference though of course is in any of those other examples 
Did someone of KD's level ever ever join for a couple of years? Didn't happen in Boston. In Los Angeles, it was a a fading Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, not that they acquired him, but didn't Jordan have Pippen? Jordan had Pippen. Pippen in no ways KD. I'm sorry. He's an all-time player. He is an all-time player. But at no point during his active career did Scottie Pippen occupy the air that Kevin Durant occupies. Andrew, you're in lockstep with me on that, aren't you? Uh, yeah, Durant is probably what would you say top fifteen all time. Those players only became available over the last you know what fifteen twenty years or so. Where where a transcendent player like that can can go someplace else. Well, yeah, I mean that that's fair. It's only become a thing recently, but still, it does sort of mess with Kerr's point. What about you know Kyrie with LeBron? Well, yeah, but they didn't have a dynasty. No, they had one. Yeah. It's an interesting taste. Now let's let's go back a few weeks to June fourteenth, guys. And let's hear what in hindsight has become a revealing few words from Brooks Kepka. I don't understand. I'm trying to focus on the US Open, man. Like I legitimately don't get it. I'm tired of the conversations. I'm tired of all this stuff. Y'all like I said, y'all are throwing a black cloud on the US Open. I think that sucks. I actually do feel bad for him for once. I mean it's a situation. Like we're here to play and you're talking about some event that happened last week. Well, now Kepka, you know, they're showing his frustration at the conversation about all the Kepka cares. about about live and the live feeling for the live players. Well, the 32-year-old winner of four majors is now competing with Live Golf. That's right. He is leaving the PGA Tour and joining the Live Series. So, the irritation now that he had there, Don, seems to seems to make a little more sense. Yeah, of course, because he knew what he was going to do. This is going to become, man, the, uh, the PGA is in all sorts of trouble. I mean, this is this is almost like this is worse than the USFL. I mean, what's going to be left? Uh, Colin Morikawa. Okay, he, he is staying, and. Stated this on Twitter the other day and then followed up with, to state for the record, once again, you all are absolutely wrong. I've said it since February at Riviera that I'm here to stay on the PGA Tour. Nothing has changed. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some cereal to pour in my milk. But now, now again, the majors, they're all going to be able to compete in the majors, and that's what most people care about. But if you're like a fan of just the different opens and classics that are around, I mean, how's it going to look if like half of the great players aren't aren't participating in these things? It's going to be really weird, and it doesn't seem like it's going to go away because the money is endless, right? So the money's going to keep coming up, and of course, all of this is going to build. I'm sure to if Tiger continues to get, if he gets healthier, you'd have to imagine the pressure is going to mount, and they're going to do anything they can to get him. No, nope, and, and when- if they did. I mean, that would effectively in some ways kill the PGA. Or does the PGA start forking over some more money? Well, that's a good point, Don. Matter of fact, that's actually out there. The PGA Tour is looking to revamp their schedule and increase purses for at least eight existing events to at least $20 million. So they are looking to change the schedule 
and increase the bag to try to keep people on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Get Pro your act- bag. Proactivity is the move here for the PGA Tour, not just fighting against Live Golf. You're right. not going to win it. They have too much money. They're just going to have to do something and just hope that you know the prestige wins out if the money's somewhat equal. I don't know if the money can be equal with how much they they have. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, Peter, you just show up for a tournament, you're making money. Like, you don't yeah. have to make the cut. You're, you're making money. So all these guys that are on the PGA you know, going from tournament to tournament in Winnebago is just trying to, to make a buck. If they ever got offered a chance to go there and be, like, guaranteed – you know, a buck twenty-five just showing up. Guess where they're going to go? Speaking of golf, Nick Faldo is planning to retire after sixteen years with CBS and the Golf Channel. He's sixty-four years old. Shared uh, the news in a signed letter that he posted to Twitter earlier, revealing that his last day will be August seventh for the Wyndham Championship. Trevor Immelman who is a South African gentleman who, who won the Masters in 2008, will replace Faldo alongside Jim Nance. Nick hmm. is in the last year of his deal. I thought we were going to talk about a new deal, CBS said. Nick said with his wife that he wanted to retire. So Nick Faldo walking away, one of the most familiar voices. That's uh, going to be odd. In golf, yeah. I have no idea how, how Immelman is. Also speaking of broadcast news, Prime Video announced that former quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick will join NFL pregame halftime and postgame coverage this coming season for Thursday Night Video. Fitzpatrick will be teamed up with Tony Gonzalez and Richard Sherman for each Thursday night game. Good for him. I hope he lasts longer doing that than he did as commander's quarterback, which was around half of a quarter, I believe. Half of a quarter. Um, so to relate that to what like a season would be in broadcasting, him going on and saying hello and then walking away. Yeah, basically it would be doing the opening segment. <laughs> See you guys. And then- Ooh, <laughs> speaking of which, Buster only reporting that Aaron Judge's arbitration hearing is going to be Friday. And our Marley Rivera asked Aaron Judge about it on the field in Tampa, and Judge said no comment. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I think that's well, actually what he said, and Marley couldn't decipher it and just made it no comment. Let's do more on that. Please. Also, I want to update everyone on how your New York Mets are doing an all-star voting this year, yeah. as well as some Knicks news uh, as well, all in ENN, brought to you by Slomans. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Sloman Shield. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME in just a couple minutes. Peter and Don, more ENN, right here on the K-Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Before we move on, Donna, going back to the yes. Steve Kerr clip that we played. Mm-hmm. 
And Chris writes and says, did you even listen to the Kerr clip? He didn't say they won because of Curry. He said this was all built because of him. The players coming in, wanting to be there, the culture, etc. Okay, that it doesn't really change the point I'm making. And he, he did say that it all happened because of Curry. Um, and D'Lo writes me and says, oh, that was a terrible take on ENN. Kareem was an all-star every year. He played with Magic and the Lakers, but according to you, he was fading? You want your Katie and Steph comparison was the 80s Lakers. Don, I'm going <laughs> to read you some stats, yeah. and I want you to tell me how you would describe what the, the what I'm saying. If there was a word to use, um, in the... Mid, in the mid-70s, which you would say was Kareem's absolute prime, mm-hmm. you remember this time well. Sure. Picture it. Picture picture what Don's hair looked like back then. Picture the poster on the wall. Let's go to 19, I'll say 1976. Okay. Early in his Lakers career. Okay. I, I won't even go far back. I'm not going to go back to 1971 when he averaged 35 and 16. All right, I'm going to jump up to be a little bit more realistic and give you some Lakers numbers. 76 with the Lakers, 26 points, 13 boards. By the time Magic came around, he was at 25 points, 10 boards. 1981, 24 points, 8 boards. 1983, 21.7 boards. 84, 22, eight boards. Now, I didn't say, uh, by 86, and keep in mind, Lakers win again in 87. In 86, 17 points, seven rebounds. Don, what's the word you would say for those statistics? No, the fading. Just a slight fade. It sounds like a pejorative term, right? Fading. It does. But but when you're a great player, one of the greatest players of all time. Who played till he was 40 years old, by the way. What did you expect a a 38 39 now he was an all-star every year from 79 to 89 so he's an all-star although all through his 30s and into his 40s so it sounds like you're disrespecting him but by the time you got to the mid 80s he's 38 years old he was fading but he's still great because it's all relative right you're comparing it to his career when he was just hall of famer and then you start to fade as you get deep into your 30s. So It was not remotely a diss. It was just to compare. The comparison I was making, Kevin Durant showed up in Golden State as Don, arguably the best, second right. best, or third best player in basketball. But, but the problem with what you're trying to do is it's still relatively new to expect a team, like a dynasty team in Golden State, to go out and acquire the best player in the league. That couldn't happen in the 70s and the 80s or the 90s. You weren't taking Michael Jordan or Larry Bird away from their teams. That wasn't happening. But now that guys are starting to leave, you're going to start to see those those chances. Like, what chance did the Bulls have to go out there and and add you know a John Stockton or Carl Malone to their team in their prime? No shot. Those guys weren't leaving Utah. Until their contracts were up and they were at the end of their careers, and then you saw, you know, guys like Gary Payton and Carl Malone go to L.A., but that was at the end of their careers. Yeah, Rodman. What? Rodman was a big one to go into Chicago, but he's not. You know, exactly Rodman's not an all like he is all time rebounder. He's a Hall of Famer, but he's not at the level of KD. No. I mean, I threw out Scottie Pippen just because he happened to be there with Chicago. But if you're not giving me Scottie Pippen, then then what are we talking about here? What we're talking about is 
one of the greats of all time. So the only equivalent would be if Le- if LeBron – now, would you count Miami because they won the one? No, they weren't a dynasty. Did LeBron join a team that had already won a couple of championships like Golden State? No. No. Uh, fun conversation, though. No, uh, I, but the people jump like – what what word was Peter supposed to use? Fading. I know fading sounds negative, but no, no. The negative would have been if, if the negative and wrong thing to say. But he was I, done. Washed. It was. Yes. Always, he was with a washed up Kareem. No, he was fading. Great Kareem, but he was fading. It was a slow fade. Don, one of the slowest fades you'll ever see. But it was. He was still fading. Um, well, baseball, so the, the Yankees knew that they can get Aaron Judge fading at 39, 40, and 41 like Kareem. They'd have no problem giving him 10 years. They'd, they'd be forking it over right now. Now, speaking of baseball, all-star voting underway, of course. Uh, the, for the Mets, you have uh, currently Pete Alonso number two, in voting at first base. Lindor, number three, at short. Uh, Jeff McNeil, three, at second. And Starling Marte, number four in outfield voting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough to crack those three, though, with Mookie Betts, um, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Jock Peterson all ahead of him. No, it's tough. There's some really good players out there. Lindor's behind Trey Turner and Dansby Swanson. Mm. And Pete's got to deal with Paul Goldschmidt. Hey, listen, but they're one and you know, one and one A as far as how the season's going. I mean, that's. No embarrassment if you lose out to Goldschmidt or Goldschmidt losing out to Alonzo, but it becomes a glorified popularity contest. But you're going up against St. Louis. Cardinals have a huge fan base around the country. I don't care enough, Peter. You know, like I, 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 I wonder what it age was where I'm like, you know what? It's so easy. I, I grew up going to the A&P and going to the Gillette stand and getting those ballads. Boy, I'd love to still have them. And 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 getting like six or seven of them, and then getting a. a a number two pencil and punching the holes in the ch- the hanging chads, and then going back to the A and P and stuff in the box, like that took effort. But now you can go to the website and you can like vote what, like thirty five times. It's easy. But I've I've got no desire to spend yeah. any time. Uh, do you? No, no. I, I I it takes a very special situation for me to care. <laughs> I mean, a, just a, just a really down day. And um, you're in the waiting room for your colonoscopy. If you had to if you had to sit in the uh, waiting room for three hours. Then yeah, then I do, do it. it. Now, who is leading all of baseball in all-star vote getting? Oh, that's a great question. I would think it would be Aaron Judge. 1,512,000 votes for Aaron Judge, the most of any. Why not? In Major League Baseball. Why not? League sources have said that the Knicks have touched base with the Pistons. Oh. About a deal involving the number five pick in the draft. What would they Cam Reddish's name <clears throat> has come up in the conversation. Oh, that's... Bing bong! There's going to be more than that, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I would I would assume, assume so. <laughs> yes. um, now, real quick, uh, before we wrap ENN, Please. just curious your thoughts on it. Dan Orlovsky dropped his top five quarterbacks, 25 or younger. Oh. You, you want to guess the order? It's an order. Who are you taking out? Well, we didn't start yet, Don. Pick them. No, right. we, we got to. Okay. Top five quarterbacks. Under 25. Under 25, 25 or under. Oh, jeez. Now i got to know ages. That's the So really... Joe Burrow is under 25. So he's Joe Burrow one. would be number one. 
Now I'm trying to think of because you can't put Watson in there, right? How old is he, by the way? Uh, 27? Yeah, he's over 25. So I'll tell you this. Number two, Don, is probably 25. And you wouldn't think of him anymore as being amongst the youngest because he's been around already for a few years and played in big games. And Oh, that would be um, uh, a Mr. Buffalo Bills. No. Josh Allen. No. No. But no. he's he's on the list. No. He's over 25? I guess so. All right. 26. Wow. You have. Let me put it this way. You have, of the four remaining, you have one who's the most senior um, or feels that way from time in the league, another one just behind him, and then two really young guys. Well, really so, young. So Herbert's one of the younger guys. There you go. You got Justin Herbert at three. Well done. Okay. That leaves two, four, and five on Dan's list. Two, top tw- top five quarterbacks, 25 or younger, according to our friend Dan Orlovsky. Scanning the league. Oh, you know who you know, um, you know I'm probably forgetting? Hmm. Um, Lamar Jackson. That, see, Don, yeah. that's what makes you you. That's a tough one to grab. Because you don't think of him as being 25 or under anymore. Right. But he's number two, Lamar Jackson. So you got you got the top three. You got Burrow at one. You got Lamar at two. You got Justin Herbert at three. Tim four, Leg- Tim Legler, four and five are left. Yeah, so I'm just trying to scan like through the league, like who is under 25 that has played well. Oh boy, you know we're up, we're, we're yeah, up you're right against up against this. it. Don, I'm gonna give you five oh, seconds. No, here they they wouldn't put Murray there, would they? No. Number four. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, see now we're now we're dipping that was Zach Wilson five. And number five is Mac Jones. Oh it's a drop off. No There's offense a... to, to 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 the last two, but, but we we really, really dove. Like like No, a precipitous <laughs> drop between three and four. All right, let's close let's yeah, and, and and how old is Kyler Murray? That is really tough that Kyler is not in there above Trevor Lawrence at this point. Or Mac Jones. I mean, I know he had a rough final game, but damn, Dan. That will do it for ENN on this Tuesday evening. Let's close out with your phone calls. 1-800-919-3776. Peter and Don closing it out on a Tuesday on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.